Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Chapter 2. Stitches. Carlisle was the only one who stayed calm. Centuries of experience in the emergency room were evident in his quiet, authoritative voice. Emmett, Rose, get Jasper outside. I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And I'm Julia Artie. And this is Hot and Bothered, Twilight in Quarantine. Julia, I have news that I'm pretty sure is going to piss you off. Oh, what is it? I really liked this chapter. Like, I really liked this chapter. Oh, no, I did too. But you hate these books. I mean, don't you? I don't know. First (laughs) time reading them through. And if it's more like this, I'm all in. I loved it. I think it's going to get less like this, but it's nice to hold out hope. Okay, well, let's remind everybody what happens in this chapter. It is your turn to go first. Okay, count me in. On your mark, get set, go. So Bella's bleeding everywhere and everyone gets sent out of the room except for Alice and Edward and Carlisle and then they both leave the room and it's just Carlisle and Bella and they talk about God and they talk about heaven and talk about who's going and who's not. And then Edward comes back and they drive home and he's like super moody about the whole situation. They get in a fight and Bella says she would rather die than date Mike Newton. And then they snuggle in bed and fall asleep and she can tell that he's about to break up with her because she has the sight as well as Alice. (laughs) Oh my God, I have so many questions about Alice's lack of sight in this chapter. (laughs) Like she planned a party. Why didn't she see that it was going to be a disaster? (laughs) Alice, questions. I'm holding you to account. After my 30-second recap. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Carlisle says that it seemed as though Edward's mom knew he was a vampire and she actually begged him to save Edward. And he says that he in part only saved Edward because Edward was handsome, which is really weird and gross. Um, Carlisle talks about how he's a doctor and how it's not that hard for him. Um, Bella has to change her clothes because she's like covered in so much blood. She borrows some of Esme's clothes. She seems to dress herself, which is real progress. She goes home and Charlie is like, oh, Bella, you're so klutzy. And then Edward snuggles with her in bed. Beautiful work. Thank you. It was a real dynamic duo. There was so much in that chapter that we really didn't have much overlap in what we said. That's how you know it was dense. It's so good. So much happens. Okay. Breaking news. Do you have any? Do, do, do. 
So I learned on Wikipedia that emergency rooms weren't founded until 1961, but the first line of the chapter, Bella says that Carlisle has centuries of experience in emergency rooms, so he must have founded the first emergency room in the 1800s, and it just wasn't on record. Add it to the history books, folks. What was your breaking news? My breaking news is that Bella does not believe in God, which really surprised me. And like, I always thought that this was a piece of Mormon propaganda written by a woman who was paid sort of tons of millions of dollars to pay lip service for the LDS community and like try to convert us all through sexy, sexy time. But now I'm like, oh, no, this was written by a woman who happens to be Mormon, but is like actually sort of cool. I think this is like a conversion story. That's too bad. That's going to disappoint me. (laughs) You like this one chapter, all for it to go downhill. I was like, ooh, an interior exploration of a good atheist. But I guess not. Julia, I know that you had moments of genuine enjoyment. What were they? So that's kind of like one of my mixed bag enjoyment because it's such a strong sentiment that it's hard for me to totally wrap my emotions around. But when Bella genuinely asks Edward at the end of the chapter, like, which are you more tempted by, my body or my blood? I was like shocked by the dirty talk and I was like, what is happening? I'm so confused. But it really like ratcheted up the like physical stakes and I was kind of just like thrown, but in a great way. Um, Did you have a feeling that you weren't used to having? (laughs) I felt like they were closer than ever to actually saying the word sex. So that brought me a lot of joy. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Do you have a piece of genuine enjoyment from the chapter? I had a couple. First of all, I love, and this is sort of in the same scene, there's like flirtatious banter happening. And it makes me sad the reason why. It's because Bella's trying to pull Edward out of his mopey mood. And I'm like, ugh, you shouldn't always have to take care of your partner so attentively. It's your birthday. You're the one who got hurt. Whatever. But she makes this like really funny joke where he like hands her a present to open. And she's like, are you sure I can handle lifting the lid? Because he like insisted on carrying her presents upstairs and like whatever. And I love it. It's like flirty razzing of like, I am an independent person. I can do things myself. Love it, Bella. And then shortly thereafter, he tucks her into bed. So it's like (laughs) the roller coaster ride of like independence is really as steep as ever. I think it's important to not judge people for what consensually goes on in their bedroom. She consensually wants to be tucked in. She consensually wants to be rocked in her baby rocking chair. I don't count that as the bedroom. It's in her bedroom. (laughs) But it was originally from the nursery. And there can be no consent in a nursery. It's like the Vatican. It's a country within the country. And the rocking chair is the nursery within the, you know, adultish Bella bedroom. Sure. I had something else I really liked. Oh, please share. This is so genuine. Are you ready for the least ironic thing that maybe I've ever said on this podcast? Yeah. I really liked the setup for why Edward is going to leave her. Like, it genuinely felt high stakes. He is bad for her and he is dangerous for her. And I think that what's going to happen in this book is that I'm going to be disappointed later that he comes back. But I really felt how torn he is. And so it made me compassionate for Edward. And I would like to think that if I was bad for someone and I knew that they loved me so much that they would never break up with me that I would find the strength to break up with them 
But I also find it annoying when people are like, you know, I want to be with you. And they're like, no, you don't. I'm not listening to you. I'm out. Like, it should be up to the person. So if Edward leaves on the grounds of, you know, I don't want to be with Bella anymore, I think that's fine. But framing as like, I don't want to be with you because you subconsciously like shouldn't be with me. I agree with you. I find that really patronizing when people are like, I'm breaking up with you for your sake. It's like, screw you. Like, (laughs) I'm a grown up. I can buckle myself up. I can dress myself. I can choose who I want to date. But he's saying he can't handle it. He can't handle how risky he is for her. He's saying it's bad for me. I feel horrible about myself every time I put you in danger. Growth, Edward. Proud of you. Yeah. Is there anything else that you were like, oh, my God, this chapter? Well, I just am continuing to love Virgo season. Bella, as I mentioned, can like predict the future. She's so in tune. She's like, Edward seems like he's going to break up with me. And then we know that it's probably going to happen. Like she's out there getting vibes, sensing things, processing. It was great to see. She's thriving. She's not thriving, but she's developing skills. She really is. I know. I was like, oh, my God, he is going to break up with you. That's true, Bella. I've never read these books before, but I've seen montages of Kristen Stewart being sad in a chair. I can't believe the preface climax wasn't Kristen Stewart being sad in a chair. (laughs) Instead, it's some scene in Italy. But the real center of this book is, is that moment. Okay, should we move on to advice? Yeah, you can start. Great. Um, All of my advice today is for Carlisle. Oh, one of my pieces is for Carlisle. So I love Carlisle. I think he's like doing a lot of great work in this chapter. He is talking to his patient. He's being really vulnerable with her. He is sharing about himself. But there are a couple of places where I think he can really work on himself. And I think that it is important for us to hold each other accountable. My first piece of advice is based on this moment in the text. Bella says to Carlisle, he's not the only one who's able to do it. She's talking about how Edward is not the only person who could turn her into a vampire. And she's hinting, wink, wink, that Carlisle could turn her into a vampire. And Carlisle says, oh, no, you're going to have to work this out with him. I would just like to say to Carlisle that no stance is a stance. If you're saying it's between the two of you, what you're actually saying is that you're siding with Edward and that it's up to Edward whether or not Bella becomes a vampire. And so just admit it. Be like, he's my son. I have to side with him. But like, don't pretend this middle road stuff of like, I see good arguments on both sides. Like, no, own it. You're choosing Edward. I feel like he's just saying my choice is to not get involved in your intimate relationship business, which is a choice I fully appreciate. But if she directly asks him, she's an 18 year old and can completely consent. If she asks him, please turn me into a vampire. And he says, no, Edward doesn't want me to. He is taking Edward's side. I think on like legal grounds, he doesn't necessarily have a place to stand. Like, yeah, he would have to like legally listen to the wishes of his patients. But on interpersonal grounds, as like the parent to Edward and as someone who's caring for Bella and also like kind of his daughter-in-law at this point, since they're super committed after six months of dating, he can say, I'm not getting involved, even if that means that you can't get what you want from me. So I do not think he is obligated to do it. I think he should do it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
if she really wants to, I think he should do it. So maybe this is an advice. Maybe like, Carlisle, I'm mad at you. (laughs) And my advice is don't make me mad. That's good advice. You shouldn't have to be angry at reading a book series. Thank you. You should be able to be relaxed. Totally. (laughs) Um, What about you, Julia? What advice do you have? So I also have advice for Carlisle, and I hope that we will be in agreement on this because this is totally... Listen to this. Okay. He's talking about why he changes Edward into a vampire. And he says, I looked at Edward. Sick as he was, he was still beautiful. There was something pure and good about his face. The kind of face I would have wanted my son to have. And that's why he changes him into a vampire. Like if Edward was ugly, he'd be like, nope, you can die. Yep. (laughs) It's so messed up. Again, Carly making weird medical decisions. Hot vampires only. Well, that led to my theory where Bella's always like, all vampires are hot. But what we're really seeing is all vampires that Carlisle turns are hot because he has a prejudice against ugly people. And that's why James in the last book was mediocre looking because he wasn't changed by Carlisle. Oh, my God. And maybe the reason Carlisle won't actually change Bella is he's like, you're not hot enough. (laughs) Like, Edward is super into you and that's great and I love him. But like, you're not hot enough for me. No, that adds up. Cracked. Code cracked, Carlisle. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One other piece of advice that I have for Carlisle, because I'm really picking on him today. To be clear, I pick because I love. But there's a line here. um, This is on page 39 in your hymnals. (laughs) So this is the scene in which Carlisle is explaining to Bella about being a doctor during the Spanish flu and how hard it was, whatever. And he says, that was a hard time to pretend. There was so much work to be done and I had no need of rest. How I hated to go back to my house to hide in the dark and pretend to sleep while so many were dying. Carlisle, work at two hospitals. That's genius. I don't get it. He can walk like fast as the speed of light. He can swim across the channel. Like go work in another hospital across the country. No (laughs) one will know. It's 1918. They don't have hashtags. Like they're not gonna be like, is this guy working at two hospitals? Or, like, say that you're twins and, like, make an ID. Like, people died because you didn't come up with a creative solution to this problem. I hope you're proud of yourself. It's so weird. 
<laughs> I'm just imagining the like hashtag that today would get him found out. Like hashtag my doctor is hot. <laughs> like how would they piece it together? Yeah. And then be like, oh my God, that looks like my doctor and I'm all the way in Spain. How? Hashtag hot doctor. <laughs> what last piece of advice do you have for us, Julia? Well, I just really think there needs to be like a Cullen desensitization program. <laughs> totally. Like, one drop of blood from a paper cut causes this huge piece of chaos. <laughs> Why aren't they carrying around little vials of human blood every day and sniffing them like smelling salts? Like, why aren't they constantly working on this? Every single person but Carlisle has to leave the room and they're all like over 100 years old. Day in, day out, they should be trying to smell human blood and not eat someone. I don't understand why this is such a problem. The other part that's totally confounding about this is that they don't need to breathe. <laughs> Bella talks about how Edward doesn't take a breath. Like, this is some heroic act. I was like, he doesn't need to breathe. Like, why do we care? Like, just hold your breath. <laughs> like, it doesn't Literally make just plug your nose. <laughs> I know. Like a little kid jumping off a dock. I know. Doop. Julia, before we talk about our care package, what did you write about in your Twilight Diary? So... I wanted to point out that not only does Bella not think she's going to hell, but also Edward never considers the fact that Bella can go to hell. So Carlisle says that Carlisle doesn't believe in hell, but Edward believes in heaven, hell, and that vampires go to neither. And that's why he won't change her, because he's sure that otherwise she would go to heaven. But since we all know all white ladies don't go to heaven, she could be going to hell. And by transforming her to a vampire, at least she would avoid that. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that he leaves Bella for only good reasons. I'm saying that, like, some of his reasons become good. <laughs> We're all complex. He has multiple reasons. Julia, what do you want to put in Bella's care package? So I think I'm going to give things to Bella to help the Cullens get started on their journey. Clearly, it's going to benefit her if they don't want to eat her all the time. So a bunch of clothespins so that they can plug their nose around blood, just like whip it out. Little vials to like she could even donate some of her blood to the cause because she seems the one most at risk of being murdered. So she can really set up an initiative where Edward doesn't have to break up with her because all of her family behaves in a normal way when someone gets a paper cut. She would be so much happier if Edward wasn't moody all the time about wanting to murder her and his whole family wanting to murder her. Yeah, I think that's a great gift. And I love kits, right? Like we can mm -hmm. send them to everybody and send them a little fanny pack for them to wear. And like Rosalie will wear hers like across her shoulder because she's really cool. I love that idea. I'm so excited. We should get them all matching fanny packs with their big, ugly family crests on them. <laughs> Leather fanny packs. Yeah. What do you want to put in Bella's care package? So I would like to buy Bella a complete set of clothing that matches her clothing. And then every day when she leaves the house, she should put the like matching set of clothes in her backpack because she seems to like spill a lot and hurt herself a lot. And she always wants to hide that from Charlie. And here she has to borrow clothes from Esme, which like gets her out of this situation. But she should just like always carry an extra set of clothes. And so I think that the easiest way to do that is just that like every clothing item has a doppelganger and that's in a backpack that she carries what do you think is going to happen next chapter edward makes this like really compelling speech about all the reasons that bella should run off with mike newton and i think she sleeps on it and wakes up and runs off with mike newton she's like now you sort of look like edward i love the new lettuce you have great legs 
you have my back in badminton and you're like not gonna murder me maybe so i think she's like do you know what you're right edward bye poor jessica i i would like to think that bella is gonna reciprocate the nice offer that jessica made of like are you sure you're comfortable with this and i think jessica will say yes because i think jessica dumped his ass (laughs) she's gonna be like yeah and good luck (laughs) he was a disaster This has been Twilight and Quarantine, a meditation on the Hippocratic Oath from Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are executive produced by the amazing Ariana Nettleman and produced by the incredible Ariana Martinez. This show was conceived of as a vampire baby by the more than okay Julia Argy. And I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and I don't want a leather fanny pack. I like nylon fanny packs. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and are distributed by Acast. Thank you so much, everyone. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.